This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Welcome to the podcast, Secrets of the North, a podcast about true crime in Northern BC. I'm your host, Emily Gellin. And I'm your co-host, Spencer Hall, and this is not an episode. Once a month, we'll drop a new non-episode that talks about various criminal topics. I mean, once a month or randomly. That's how we feel. We don't know. Yeah. This month, I'll talk about psychopaths versus sociopaths. Okay, I'm really pumped about this because mm-hmm. both are kind of words that get thrown around, and very I feel much. like a, a very uh, specific uh, definition will really help. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. I'm already You're loving already it. You're already loving it. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. It's been the holidays. Everything has been stressful, and there's a lot of mashed potatoes for no reason. Oh, my gosh. I, we have so many turkey and mashed potatoes left Do you actually? I am Irish, so I do love potatoes in all of their forms, but... I was pregnant with an Irish man's child once. <laughs> it's a true story. Is it- I still have the child. You still have the man? I still have the man. Okay. Yeah. I was just asking. And I was addicted to potatoes the entire pregnancy. I would mm-hmm. phone ahead to the, like... It was roustabouts at the time or whatever, fog and zeds. And I'd say, do you have baked potatoes? And if they did not, then I did not go. Absolutely. Very particular. And then Boston correct. Pizza also had baked potatoes, but they gave it to me with a different style so of they just flair. not give... So, so hold on. Are you getting baked potatoes or mashed potatoes? Or does I'm matter? back into baked potatoes, but okay. potatoes in general. Just, just generally potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes. But potatoes. 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 Have you ever watched... Um, have you seen Dairy Girls yet? Uh, uh you need to watch it. It's Hi. a it's a sitcom about it's these no, teenagers haven't. during the troubles in Ireland, so in the nineties. And it's like it's like if you like the cranberries, if you like sarcastic nuns, uh, it's on Netflix. You gotta watch it. It's good. Um anyway, let's get cranberry. let's let's get talking about what our non episode is about. Okay. Okay. So for this month's non episode, Spencer, I'm going to talk about the differences between psychopaths and sociopaths. These two terms are often used interchangeably, but actually have stark differences. I've wondered that because you do, and often when someone is acting, I mean, I don't want to say insane because that's stigmatizing, but mm-hmm. like when someone's acting bizarre, someone, it like it, automatically someone's like, they're a psychopath or a sociopath. And it's just like, okay, well, what do those words actually mean? Well, BetterHelp, an online therapy resource, says that sociopaths and psychopaths are not clinical diagnoses, but actually terms to describe those diagnosed with antisocial personality disorders. Okay. And I quote, An antisocial personality disorder is a personality disorder that affects an individual's emotional response and causes an inability to care about the needs or feelings of others. People with antisocial personality disorder are believed to lack a sense of moral conscience. They are usually master manipulators and have no regard for the thoughts or feelings of others. So if they're genuinely, like, if they're generally considered that way, is that actually the truth or is that just something that people do to distance themselves? I would say it is the norm. I've been reading a brilliant book by a woman who worked with um, John Douglas and Mr. Resler on, they created the term serial killer. Oh, okay. They were the... um, the behavior analysis unit in the FBI. I think I watched a documentary with John Douglas. Yes. So I've read all of his books and also, and then now I'm getting into the, um, the woman who 
which as soon as I find her information, I'm going to post it um, okay. online as well. Absolutely amazing book. Mm. And she talks about a few outliers. And one was um, Edward Gein. Yep. And the other one was... Oh, it was another man. Ed Gein was the guy that was obsessed with his mother, right? Where he was like, he, mm-hmm. he skinned he, people. Yes, he kept uh, body parts as tokens and souvenirs. Right, yeah. And then he had a skin that he, where he would dress up and pretend to be his mother. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he's like the, Nor- the, the Norman Bates. But there were mentions of him and this other person showing empathy hmm. in, in, a, in a sense, whereas some of the others hadn't. Okay. But we'll we'll get into this a little bit more. Ed Gein also killed his brother, didn't he? After mm-hmm. he, like, talked shit about his mom. I, th- I feel like that's... I feel like he killed his sister and his mother. Like, he I don't killed, know if like, he had a sister. Now? A grandmother? I'm Googling it. Who did he kill? He killed someone. He killed he his killed mother and his, br- and his brother. Yes, because remember. his mother... Um, he always idolized her. Yeah, he loved his mom. He's yeah. the He's the inspiration behind Norman Bates, isn't he? Oh, probably. Uh, okay. Theodore, or Edward Theodore Gein, he's known as the Butcher of Plainfield. Here's the thing, and I feel like this is where we went wrong, is that we gave these serial killers, like... That's step one bad news. Yeah, no, bad. Don't do that. Yeah, we can, <laughs> I, cut, that, I cut you off before you even said Anything what you're that saying. you do where you get a, a fucking nickname, no, don't do that. No. Um, okay, so... He gained notoriety in 1957. So, so for people who don't know who Ed Gein was, remember when yes. I told you that ten-part serial killer episode or uh, documentary that I watched back when we talked about true crime culture? Yeah, I yeah. So I had Ed it. Gein was part of that. Yeah. Uh, so I know a little bit about him, but not much. So essentially, he gained uh, widespread notoriety in 1957 after authorities mm-hmm. discovered that he had exhumed corpses from local graveyards and fashioned trophies and keepsakes from their bones and skin. He also mm-hmm. confessed to killing two women, uh, a tavern owner, uh, her name was Mary Hogan, mm-hmm. and a hardware store owner, Bernice Warden, in 1957. Mary Hogan was in 1954. Um, so essentially... He killed seven people. He he was in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very religious. Or his mother was very religious, sorry. Uh, she was Lutheran. Mm-hmm. And she would preach to her sons about the immorality of the world. So the evil mm-hmm. of drinking and her belief that all women, besides herself, mm-hmm. were naturally promiscuous and instruments of the devil. So, I mean... Ooh, that's Gein, stuff that didn't, I didn't get from the book I read. Uh, okay. So Gein's father died of heart failure in 1940 because he was an alcoholic and uh, his father was mm-hmm. 66. So Henry, separated. his brother, and Ed started doing work around the uh, around town to kind of cover living expenses. Um, so essentially there was a fire, his brother went missing, and then Henry, who was his brother, was found face down... Um, and had been dead for some time. Uh, and it appeared that the cause of death was heart failure since he was not burned or injured otherwise. But essentially mm. people think that uh, Ed murdered his brother Henry because he talked, uh, he said some stuff about his mom and his mom was very overbearing. And yeah, so eventually I think he did end up killing his mother. And I believe he killed his grandmother and grandfather. Oh, did he? That he killed his grandmother after she had made some sort of comment to him. Hmm. And he had gotten the rifle i think turned shot her and then waited for his grandfather to come home and then shot the grandfather and then later stated that he shot his grandfather because he didn't want his grandfather to find out that his wife was dead so oh. that was that um i don't know little piece of empathy on... or remorse okay that was noted in the book right 
Uh, that's not in the Wikipedia, so I don't know. But I do know that uh, Augusta, who is Gein's mom, uh, would constantly talk to him about how women are evil and um, how she hated his father because yeah. he was an alcoholic. And he was, uh, in Augusta's view, very weak, Way which is not people. how we feel about people who have substance abuse issues. And um, yeah. Unfortunately, it was a very uh, when he killed his brother. People tend to kind of make the correlation with Cain and Abel. Mm. Um, but yeah, Augusta, she was, yeah, she was not great. Well, I they're think, basically saying that she. Gein, oh, sorry, she didn't die. Gein didn't kill her. She died of a stroke. Okay. So, but basically, they're saying that you know these terms, sociopath and psychopath, they're not the clinical diagnoses, but it's really an antisocial personality disorder right so these aren't actually like clinical diagnoses it's kind of almost like we're like oh well they're crazy like it's not it's kind of derogatory almost so for an antisocial personality disorder diagnosis lighthouse recovery states that you must be over the age of 18 and show behavioral patterns for at least three months that include at least three or more of the following traits and remember we're not doctors nope number one is disrespect for social norms or laws Mm-hmm. Compulsive lies for personal gain, oh. inability to make long-term plans, aggressive or aggravated behaviors, and the inability to feel guilt or remorse for their actions. Sweet. I only have one, and that's the inability to make long-term plans. <laughs> so although they are both in the same disorder category, they do have differences. Tell me a little bit about a sociopath. What, what am I looking at when, when someone is a sociopath? How do they behave? Well, Very Well Minds website nicely puts the two into separate columns and describes them as such. A sociopath makes it clear that they don't care how others feel. Okay. They behave in hot-headed and impulsive ways. Mm -hmm. They're prone to fits of anger and rage. Okay. They recognize what they're doing, but they rationalize their behavior. So if they do something, it's... It's your it's your fault. So essentially, they they kind of are like, well, I'm doing this, but only because this person did this, mm-hmm. right? They okay. rationalize it to themselves, right? And they can't maintain a regular work and family life mm-hmm. or form emotional attachments. Um, they they can, but it's difficult. And then you also kind of mentioned that sociopaths have more struggles with with drugs and alcohol. Yes. Yeah, so I did read that that they're you know. And I don't know if that's a correlation to why they have maybe fits of um, anger and rage or have a hard time maintaining regular work and family life. Because if you are struggling with drugs and alcohol, those might be some sub-symptoms to that. Right? Sure. but Or is it frustration that you're not experiencing emotions, say, like as the, the typical person would have it? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not a psychiatrist. Do more. We're, we're just doing a very brief. We're not psychiatrists. Hmm. I mean, well, Emily, butt. Emily's butt is a psychiatrist, uh, yes. and I have an appointment with it shortly. But um, you know, if you want to do more ob- more research, I do recommend it. Uh, don't, but you know, we're just kind of giving you a, a Cole's notes, if you will, about the differences. So, what about a psychopath? So they're a bit different. Where they're not as hot headed and impulsive. They're more premeditated. So mm-hmm. they pretend to care. They almost. Like I was talking about in another episode, they might have a difference, um, like an actual brain difference. Uh, so they have a brain they, difference, but they're aware that there is a difference, so they're trying to pretend that there's not. I don't know if they're aware there's... Well, Oh, well, they must be aware there's a difference if they're trying to fit in. Because they pretend to care. Yes. So, yeah, they do. They pretend to care. They can form those attachments and have those relationships by, like, mimicking other people's behaviors almost. Mm. Um, they display cold-hearted behavior. 
they fail to recognize when you say cold-hearted behavior sorry to interrupt you but like when you say cold-hearted behavior what do you mean exactly like are are we talking about like like torturing small animals like a lot of serial killers do or i would i would attribute it to that okay like even like as a young age when they start hurting young animals we're talking about arson bedwetting in previous episodes right okay um and they fail to recognize why other people would be upset about that Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, their relationships are, they say, shallow and fake, mm-hmm. but they can maintain a normal life. Uh, they can maintain a normal life as a cover for criminal activity. Is it almost like um, the, I, we've talked about them before, but BTK, uh, Dennis Him Rader? as well, yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's lots, right? right? So they, they almost like, because Dennis Rader, uh, he had a full family. He was a deacon of the church. Like he was, you know, he was having this life, but he was also having a, a double life where he was a serial killer where he would, it, BTK stands for buy, torture, and kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would buy, like, and it was full families. It wasn't just one person. Like it were entire families that he would, he would do that. And then I think you were the one who told me that he ended up actually getting back into it after his kids had grown up and yes. like he was bored. Yep. Um, messed up, messed up case. Uh, but like, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to be like, well, that's messed up. But like, his case always fascinates me because he stopped and then he started again. And then it was really because of his own hubris that he got caught. I because, yeah. also believe from a book I just read that they may have baited him to come out. Of course they did. So they were understanding his behavior and they were understanding his need for reinforcement um, of attention. And so yeah, because he was, he was harassing the newspaper. Yes. Yeah, so where they, he was like, if I send you a exactly. floppy disk, can you track me? And they were like, <laughs> no. So they played into that. I think that's when he Smart. sent him the floppy disk was after that. Yeah. So I think that they actually baited him out. Oftentimes when serial killers are caught, it's not actually from uh, dogged police work. It's from luck. It, well, they always say it's when they mess up. Everybody Yeah, so up. it's luck. They, they get sloppy. Yeah. They get, you know, because they, they have these delusions of grandeur where uh-huh. they're like, huh, I'm the puppet master. I'm doing all this stuff. And then they're like, I'm going to send you a floppy disk that can get traced back to me. And I could um, be wrong, but I believe psychopaths have a higher intelligence level. Oh. Um, I might be thinking of organized versus disorganized killers, but... Um, we will probably do another non-episode on that. Yeah. But Psychopaths, they do, I think, tend to have high iqs they're, they're, they're pretty smart they know how to get away with things so not only they have relationships that are or psychopaths they have relationships that are shallow or fake so like oh yeah there's this person that but i they, know but they can love people in their own way sure. and obviously we know that there's going to be each psychopath is going to be individualistic and unique just like a very sociopath. Of not course. All. Yeah. No, it's not a, it's not a, oh, one thing, it doesn't yeah. fit the mold. It's very different. Again, it's, it's nuance, which I feel like humans aren't great at. Yeah. You know, because we always want this black and white, 100%, this is how it's going to be every time because we want to know. Yeah. We can give you a diagnosis, but d- that doesn't mean that your MOs are all the same, right? Yeah. That, that the reason for killing is all the same or the gratification maybe of the uh, postmortem is the same. Like mm-hmm. there's all those different aspects of the crime that they take um, into consideration. Right. Um, and then another thing that you have is they fail to form genuine emotional attachments. So like, mm-hmm. so or sorry, psychopaths, sure they have friends, but maybe they don't necessarily care about them, you know, where in the same sense, in the same sense that like, like how I, I care about you. Right. Like, yeah, it's different because I like to think that neither of us are psychopaths. Uh, although, you know, I'm sure there's somebody in the comments that are like, ah, anyway, um, you know, <laughs> my new favorite uh, section is anybody that hates us. Yeah, no, that's going to be our next corner. Uh, oh, we have the somebody, hate, cor- the hate, well, corner. Not hate corner, but, um, we'll, we'll organically come to it. Uh, unconstructive criticism <laughs> corner. Um, Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so they fail to kind of form genuine emotional attachments because they are not capable of it, right? Because they, they care, but not 
to the point where it's a normal attachment. It's like, oh, okay. I do know that so like serial killers, obviously not all serial killers are sociopaths or psychopaths, but I know that serial killers often operate and they'll kill random people, but there is a certain group of people that are off limits. There could be. Often. Well, you you don't see serial killers killing their friends, essentially, is what I'm saying. They usually kill within their race as well. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and, and uh, not surprisingly, it's usually white males. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, so tell me, what, what, what do psychologists say? So the leading psychologist, Michael Tompkins, tells the public that a big difference between the two is having or not having a conscious. A conscience. Okay. So uh, not having a conscience. So... Can you tell me a little bit more what that means? Yeah, he states that, and I quote, a key difference between a psychopath and a sociopath is whether he has a conscience, that little voice inside that lets us know when we're doing something right or wrong. Okay. Psychopaths can steal from you and feel no guilt. They can kill and feel no remorse, which makes them all the more terrifying. Here's my question. If you're, like, if you're genuinely a psychopath... Are psychopaths worried that they're psychopaths? I don't think you would be. No? I think I, I don't think so, but I'm just curious because, I mean, obviously, I'm sure someone at one point in their life has been like, am I a psychopath? But, in, like, I've, I mean, I've never questioned I'm not a psychopath. But, you know, like, the average person, do you think that that would be something? Or that would be something that somebody who is not a, a psychopath but is just generally highly anxious? I don't – during these interviews, I think they did back in the 70s and 80s with a lot of these serial killers mm – -hmm. Some of them... Back when we'd listen to those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But some of them did come forward, the two outlaws, Gein, and there was another guy, um, saying things that did sound a little bit like remorse, a little bit like empathy, um, which kind of was like, oh. What's okay. okay, but what's to say that he's not a psychopath, or sorry, a sociopath with a very large trauma? Because I feel like trauma does play into it a little bit. But here's the thing. Well, I don't want to say because a lot of people have trauma. Everyone has. I have trauma. You got trauma. Mm -hmm. You got trauma. Yep. I am not here killing people. And neither are you as far no. as I know. So Never what's have. the difference between a sociopath with a significant trauma like say Ed Gein? Or, I mean, I don't know if he's a psychopath or a sociopath. Again, I'm not a psychiatrist. But somebody who has that where it's like a mother who is clearly overbearing mm -hmm. is constantly talking shit about your dad and then mm -hmm. you're you, uh, almost gaslights you into thinking that her way is the way mm -hmm. and then suddenly people are talking about her wrong and then you know like i don't want because those are gray areas right where I, I don't want to justify the crimes no i don't think any of the crimes are justified but i think it's if just your mother is like reason. every woman is a piece of shit and they're vixens and they're going to charm you into tricking you and blah 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 and that that's what you're raised with and like that's no other voice that's your environment yeah. what's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath and i guess it still kind of boils down to that empathy element well yes it boils down to like that that having the conscious and they could both have traumas mm -hmm. um I would say that if it's true that psychopaths do have something slightly different in their genetic makeup, then that would be oh yeah, because the, the physical brain difference, physical brain difference. But like I said, sociopaths are more um, hot-headed. They're going to do things more impulsively. They're going to act mm -hmm. out in, in rage. Whereas the they're not as thought more out. Pre yeah, the psychopaths premeditated um, and very calculated. So actually, psychopaths are less likely to get caught. Really? Because they are uh, so premeditated, 
whereas sociopaths can fly off the handle quicker, making their behaviors more noticeable to the public. For example, if a sociopath is stalking you, they might see you in a store and come right up to you and start yelling at you. Mm. Uh, this is going to get you know a lot of attention and maybe the RCMP might even be called. A psychopath, though, would be more calculated, I think, and controlled by maybe even ignoring you in the store, but then following you home. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they're obviously known to fly off the handle more often, act more impulsively, mm-hmm. so that's what gets the police called. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, research has shown that the brains of psychopaths are actually different. And I found this fascinating, like I keep saying. Mm -hmm. I read in one article that some experts believe psychopaths are born as they have brain differences. Like the physical brain difference. Mm -hmm, Physically. And sociopaths are more of a combination of nature versus nurture. Okay. Often sociopaths have childhood trauma that can increase their chances of an antisocial personality disorder. Okay. So we just talked about what the hell was that guy's name? Again? No. Uh, wrestle, no. Uh, t- Sidoric? Oh, yeah, Sidoric. Darcy Sidoric. Well, Darcy Sidoric. So we talked about that a little bit, and we kind of teased that we were going to talk about this. So mm-hmm. in your opinion, which, again, Emily is not a doctor. I'd say psychopath. You want to say psychopath? Yeah. Really? Because I found more of a sociopath. Okay, so the sociopath and the trauma link, yes, but the disregard for anyone's behaviors or the disregard for anybody but for me and maybe this is me being a bleeding heart but the request for help and again i kind of did outline in that episode that that is what psychopaths do you can be a psychopath and not a narcissist or you can be a psychopath and a narcissist i personally would think more of a psychopath um, but not as narcissist if you're saying, like, you know, how he reached out for help, right. et cetera, didn't know why. So he's a psychopath, why. he doesn't care, but now he realizes that he kind of needs to do that for survival. Whereas a lot of the narcissists, I find, represent themselves in court. Okay. Oh, my God, I hate that. I th- and, and they do it time and time again. Abraham Lincoln once said, a man who represents himself in court has both a fool for a client and a fool, a fool for a lawyer. Mm. But bringing it back to um, that psychiatrist, Tompkins, yeah, he Tompkins. actually he stated that the brain of a psychopath is not like other people's it may have physical differences that make it hard for the person to identify with someone else's distress okay for example having a hard time understanding other people's emotions they may look to others to see their reactions and copy them right so they're like a mimic almost where where i know that you get upset when this happens so then i'm going to be upset when this happens because i don't actually know how i feel about it but i am going to i I can see that that's what you're doing and that's Mm. what i should be doing it's modeling such as kids would do even when, yeah. kids, when kids grow up right they model behaviors of their parents so i'm curious with psychopaths like do they normally have like normal upbringings well they're i think i think they're still classified with the anti-personality disorders um i think i'm flip-flopping in that i agree that sidoric was probably a psychopath because he was exhibiting those behaviors at a very young age very young age zero regard for other people he used other people as a means of some sort like I, he was using i don't them. know why yeah well it doesn't matter yeah. whatever he wanted at the time there was no value in human life possible or any life like he was decapitating decapitating dogs that was someone's yes, pet right. yeah yeah you know hurt hurting small children like the thing granted i mean that the... that pet was allegedly frozen to the ground but still oh, yeah. someone's still. pet yeah uh, also please take your dogs inside um mm. just an aside for me okay so okay. uh psychopath for they have a hard time understanding emotions they mimic them so can these differences change other body functions yes so 
actually this is really wild um some people have said that most people will see blood or violence in a movie and their their hearts are going to beat faster their your breathing's going to quicken your palms might get sweaty but mm-hmm. a psychopath has the opposite reaction he gets calmer oh that's yeah. interesting yeah it's like when you give someone AD, with ADHD coffee you'd think that it would like get them all like hyped up but no, it actually it calms, calms them. them yeah that's so, not I guess that's not at all like that but like anyway that's that's years. the best that I can do with my ADHD brain so mm-hmm. I'm trying, why am I trying to relate to the psychopath <laughs> I don't know why I keep but, doing this. Okay, think about this, which is creepy. If seeing blood makes you calm, then it could be reinforcing to you, meaning you're going to seek it out using any means necessary to see blood. Because from a behavior analysis standpoint, like you go and you seek out what's reinforcing for you. And if mm-hmm. blood's reinforcing, if that you're calms seek you, it out. yeah. yeah. Um, or if one doesn't have a fear of punishment, right you're going to be way more apt to have risky and criminal behaviors. So Reader's Digest listed some of the most famous psychopaths and sociopaths as being Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. Ed Gein, okay. Charles Manson, mm-hmm. Richard Ramirez. That guy was messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these people are, but yeah. So Richard Ramirez, he was actually asked to clean up a murder at age 11. Really? I yeah. did remember hearing that his cousin was kind of the reason why he got into crime. There's also Jack the Ripper. Well, yeah. Yeah, the Boston Strangler. That's a messed up case. That was also covered in my 10-hour serial killer oh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, he Or not podcast. Uh, <laughs> Documentary. Podcast. Documentary. Yeah, no, he, really interesting case. Very interesting guy. Uh, not in a good way. There's also Jeffrey Dahmer mm-hmm. and the Zodiac Killer. Another one that I'm fascinated by. Which, did they or did they not just solve that? I don't did think they, they did. Okay, they may not have solved it. They decoded one of his Yes, they decoded recently. one of his letters, but they mm-hmm. still haven't solved it. Okay, and, and then, then there was Dennis Rader, the BTK killer, which we talked about. Who I'm obsessed with for some mm-hmm. reason. But not all sociopaths and psychopaths are violent or serial okay. killers. Um, some notable figures such as Anna uh, Sorokin. Oh, Glasses? Yes, yeah. who was a con artist. And there's actually there's quite a few documentaries on Netflix. I thought Netflix. she was a sociopath. Yeah, she could. Yeah, so sociopath or psychopath. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'd say, sorry. I'd say. Eh, I don't think I don't she was they, I don't violent. She would be listed. As. She was wild, though. She was like, "I'm going to go to Hawaii. You pay but, for this." Bye. But not all psychopaths or sociopaths are violent. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's definitely very interesting. I remember uh, Sinisterhood did a podcast on her. Wow. Is she so she is so listed wild. as a sociopath. Oh, okay. um, I read online, but she's also like you said, nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Often political figures such as Stalin or Ivan the Terrible have Both been listed. Both as... incredibly violent. Yes. Especially Ivan the Terrible. If you, I'm sorry, <laughs> if you stand out against Nazis for being significantly violent, you got a fucking problem. And that's the Jew in me coming out. But like he was using swords to kill, like, like, fuck off. I'm sorry. Oh. Like he was, like if you, I'm sorry, if you're a, if you're a very violent Nazi, that we're to the point where the Nazis were like, that's fucked up. You're <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Uh, sorry, yeah. I got full. I went full Jew, but also fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck him. Even famous television series or movie depictions can give the public an idea into the mindset of a sociopath or a psychopath. Okay. Think about the series Killing Eve. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's good. Is it? Yeah, okay. she's so. Uh, well, one of the characters is very calculated and calm, even a tad bit likable, which oh. makes her a killing machine. That's the thing about these people is that people think they're like, oh, they're a psychopath. They're, you, you would recognize them. You don't. No. Nope. That's the thing. No, not all. Just like we were talking about Cody uh, Ledger-Brokhoff in uh, Prince Ledger-Bokov? George. Ledger-Bokov? Yeah. yeah. 
I'd say could be a psychopath. His grandfather like, even was like, yeah, Cody wouldn't do that. Well, yeah. actually, Cody did do that. But he did, yeah. yeah. Um, or Dexter Morgan, who uses his psychopathy for good and kills other murderers in those in that series. Interesting. Well, uh, if you want to learn more about sociopaths and psychopaths, contact a psychiatrist. Um, you know, do some research that's actually like through a university or, Google. you know, that. Google it um, even is great. Uh, Emily, thank you so much for doing the research into this for us. Um, If you want to reach out to us and find out more, uh, you can reach us at, uh, I was about to say Sinisterhood, but that's not our podcast. Uh, (laughs) I wish. Right? Heather, please. (laughs) Heather, please. Christy. uh, Okay. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Instagram at Secrets of the North underscore podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of us will find it, usually Emily, Mm because I'm usually working. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so is Emily, but she's just better at answering messages. Mm -hmm. Um. Emily, if I want to find you and pictures of your life, where do I find you on Instagram? You can find me either in your butt or at E to the underscore G E E at Instagram. It's true. If you look in her in your butt, Emily's there. Anybody's butt? Yeah, literally anybody. She's the, a butt goblin. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want to see pictures of my cat or dog or me or my partner or whatever the heck else I decide to take pictures of, you can find me at fall. So S P H A L L ninety seven. Uh, at Instagram. It's been really lovely starting this podcast with my friend Emily. Uh, and it's cool because I've always wanted a podcast where we talk about true crime and now we have one. Yeah, uh, and I'm able to do it through work. So thank you so much for everyone who's listened and has made our dream a reality. We really love you. And you know what? And you also some... thank you to the haters. Yeah. I, I kind of love the I don't, bad comments. They're I love, my favorite. I like them because they give me a little, little boost in a weird way where I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? That is decent con- like you know what that i got that comment and i just was like yeah i gotta i gotta i could do better no i get the comment and it makes me realize usually that people are a lot meaner than i am i'm like people I'm like, are oh, i'm pretty i'm a pretty good human yeah well not that but like i also <laughs> feel like yeah anyway we appreciate your comments good or bad um it. we'll learn to deal with them but anyway mm-hmm. thank you so much for listening and happy 2023 to you this might be too late for that but we have a lot more content coming at you in 2023, so mm-hmm. please stay tuned. And again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We love you and your butts. And your butts. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this EnergeticCity.ca podcast. EnergeticCity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join.